Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode, and not just any episode, but it's a Clemson preview. So uh, excited to uh, go up to the Upstate this weekend, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Always logistically a little bit of a challenge, but uh, it'll be fun to see Florida State go up there with a legitimate chance to win, which is something that uh, something we haven't been able to talk about as a fan base for quite a while. So uh, look forward to tonight's excuse me today's preview. And as always, we will thank our sponsors, starting with the great people at Louisiana Hot Sauce, Tarpon Cellars. TarponCellars.com is the website. And uh, there you can get 20% off any of your order using code NOLCAST. No doubt, man. Good morning to you. Uh, speaking of which, let, let's start off with a good morning with one of our partners, Prize Picks. And while we do this Prize Picks read, uh, I'd like everybody watching us live to go ahead and uh, obviously use the socials. Let, let everybody know that you are watching live. Uh, and also hit that like button. If you have not hit the subscribe button, uh, please do that as well. I think if you are watching live this early in the morning, maybe you've already hit the notifications on button. So really appreciate that. But shout out to everybody who supports us all the time. Uh, prize picks have been going extremely well for us. Uh, already hit multiple 25 to ones on the year. So that is a uh, that's a fun thing. Again, just guys, I, I don't think you're going to get rich playing prize picks. Uh, I do think that when played responsibly, it is something that can increase your enjoyment of the entire college football slate. You know, it, it's always nice to to have a little something to root for uh, in the 3.30 and 7 p.m. games, even after uh, your your squad is done playing in the noon slate. And, uh, Graham, we actually have something kind of rare here today. We have Florida State stuff ready to go. That's, I guess, that's the the fortunate byproduct of being one of the premier noon games. So, uh, yeah, let's look at the own domestic ticket, as you will, and then we can broaden from there. All right. So here are the options. We're going to go more or less on these. Not every single one. We'll just figure it out. Johnny Wilson, seventy-five and a half receiving yards. Johnny Wilson, 0.5 receiving touchdowns. Jordan Travis, two hundred forty-nine and a half passing yards. Jordan Travis. 32 and a half rush yards, 282 and a half for Jordan pass plus rush combined. Keon Coleman, 64 and a half receiving yards. Keon Coleman, 0.5 receiving touchdowns. Trey Benson, 57 and a half rushing yards. So there no is one that stands out to me. No fantasy scores yet. No, okay. we, we uh, those typically come a little bit later in the week. Uh, the reason why we have not had the early ones for, uh, for prize picks so far this year is because you've been favored by like a million points twice. And the Thursday show that we did for LSU, the game wasn't until Sunday. So I was a little too early to have them come out. So no fantasy scores uh, at all yet. Those typically come a little later in the week. Keon's uh, touchdown number yes. stands is the one. John, I like Johnny. I just 94. Was it 94 yards? Uh, 75 and a half for Johnny. 64 and a half for Keon. Oh, okay. I think I think you might have said ninety four. I might have just. I apologize. Wrong. Okay, I was gonna say that's a little rich. Um, yeah, no. The and then I would be really interested in seeing what Jordan's fantasy score uh, comes out. Yeah. That would that would be one that I would potentially look to play the over. Um, no, Keon's half touchdown. I, I would I would more there, and I don't think I'm being a fanboy. Um, and if Johnny gets a fantasy score, I might look at that as well. Uh, Trey, not so much. Yeah, yeah, that would be if if the if the ticket broadens a little bit, I'd be interested in some of those fantasy scores. Uh, but Keon's touchdown number, 
Keon's yardage, I would potentially play a, a more here as well. Yeah, I uh, I would go I would go more on Keon's yardage. Uh, I mean, I, I think he's he's got to get. You know, I'll say something that I said a couple weeks ago here, and this isn't Prize Picks specific because Prize Picks is are very damn good at choosing these numbers. Trust me. Uh, but early in the season, in particular, uh, there tends to be an overcompensation on things, and you're coming off. Uh, basically what is a goose egg for Keon, and I think yeah. you're getting value reflected at that number that you might not see again. So, Obviously, there's no guarantees. Anytime in a big game that you give me a lower Keon number than a Johnny number, I'm going to try to play that. Mm -hmm. Just just saying. On the flip side, uh, Clemson. Antonio Williams, 49 and a half. Bo Collins, half a touchdown. Bo Collins, 62 and a half. Uh, Kate Klubnick. 227 and a half passing yards, uh, 32 and a half rush yards for Klubnik, 260 and a half rush plus pass yards for Klubnik, uh, 0.5 rush touchdowns for Shipley, uh, 70 and a half rush yards for Shipley. Shipley, 19 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Shipley, 91 and a half rush plus receiving. Mm -hmm. I uh, I think more on the receiving yards. Uh, yeah. I would take that definitely. <clears throat> yeah, I'd probably take the more on a touchdown too. Uh, I would. Yeah, find it challenging to keep that kid out of the end zone all day. So, I mean, look, and Clubnick yards, I might take as well. Uh, I don't. Yeah, think they're gonna, you know, put on a, uh, put on a, uh, a, a tutorial on how to attack a defense. But um, I'd love to love to see this defense keep. Keep a quarterback under two hundred and what did you say two twenty seven? Uh, two twenty seven and a half. Yeah, okay. It, in, a, in a big game, that does feel a little low uh, to me. So, all right. Uh, on the national slate, let's give you a couple out here um, that I I kind of like. I think there's some shoot some shootout potential on Friday night in uh, Wisconsin and Purdue. So. Uh, 236 and a half for Tanner Mordecai of Wisconsin, 258 and a half for Hudson Card of Purdue. I, I think both could go over. Davis Brin last week, or more. Uh, Davis Brin last week for Georgia Southern, that, that he, he did cash for us, uh, throwing for like 400 something yards, uh, just through six, um, six turnovers. So, uh, unfortunate with the six turnovers, but he, he did go, go more there. So, maybe some hidden stuff. By the way, did you see Syracuse ran their quarterback 25 times against Purdue? I did not see that. That I I was like, whoa, and I, I went and watched it on, on the. Uh, I've got a, an app that lets you watch like individual players, like all, all the reps they took. They ran the heck out out, out of him. That was uh, that was surprising to me. For wow, very very surprising. Um, let me see here. Who else do we like? This this feels like living dangerously, but but I am going to go uh, less on the Michael Penix passing yards, three hundred and fifty-seven and a half. Uh, you're muted. It looks like. I don't know if you can hear me, but you're you're definitely muted. Sorry. Okay. I I, I was going to say the same thing. Ironically, I feel like that number is kind of the inverse of what we just said with Keon. Like Penix is has, is so hot right now that they're going to have to throw a number up there that looks just absurd and. Penix and the Washington wide receivers were some of my favorite plays last year. So I got very familiar uh, with this team. I'll also, if you just want to throw a flyer out there, bud, and we'll put out an official card, 
I'd look at Connor Wegman against Auburn. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a couple overs or a couple mores there, passing yards in particular, uh, that I might put on my card as well. Uh, definitely, there are some people who think he's extremely good. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you there. Um, so you got a two fifty nine point five versus Auburn. Uh, that's that will will probably be something that I have on mine, anyways. There, there's some inefficiency in the marketplace early on. Like Auburn has not faced a decent passing offense yet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the other reason I, I why I like the less than uh, on Penix is Cal secondary is actually pretty good, and, and Michigan State's is not. Boise's is not. Tulsa's is certainly not. That's who Washington has faced so far. If you want to exploit some of the Colorado stuff, I I do think that Bucky Irving uh, could go uh, for for more than eight, 80 and a half. It would not shock me to see him get 100. That's uh that's a very very interesting matchup that we have <laughs> that we have this week. Uh I I also really like uh Bucky Irving over 20 and a half receiving yards. In that one, Colorado's been playing a lot of drop eight stuff. Bo Nix is extremely patient now because he's like 27 years old, you know, and just dumps the ball underneath. All right. Uh, pro- oh, we didn't say the promo code. Promo code NOLCAST. 100% deposit match. And uh, that's kind of your prize picks rundown. That's for first-time depositors up to $100. And we will, of course, tweet out our official NOLCAST card. So let's go ahead and get into this thing. Florida State, a two-and-a-half point favorite i believe it is as of uh, this recording and 55 and a half which is the most common college football total out there so mm, okay. expect you know, a very average college football game the implied score from vegas is you know like yeah 20 uh 28 26 ish you know 30 to 27 somewhere in there uh, a real real nail biter expected um I do kind of like the matchup. I'll just say it from yeah. the jump. That that doesn't mean I think Florida State's going to go out there and kick their ass. But I, after watching three games of each, I, I think Florida State's a better football team. Now Clemson is a real home field advantage. I mean, it's if you if you kind of tease it out, it's like a four four and a quarter, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a little bit less at at, at, noon. at um, noon. Yeah. Thanks thanks to Duke for for knocking that <laughs> knocking them off. In the first game, um, you want to start offense for them first. Or you want to start defense? Yeah, let's uh, let's start offense for them, and uh, we'll we'll make our way uh, around the sun that is Dabo, um, and because because everything revolves around my man. Um, <laughs> not a. Um, not a brilliant start for them on offense. Now, obviously, things have clicked more and, and they've gotten a better. But I, I, when their offense, and uh, I know this is a simple take, but it's one that's just sat with me for the three days that I've watched this, is that uh, their wide receivers are so unimpressive, but relatively speaking, in my opinion, that to Clemson's normal standard, yeah, to what the factory that they had, where they they literally had a production line of six foot four future NFLers just packaged, ready to go. And you don't see that anymore. Um, and then they'd have a guy like, you know, new Hopkins or uh, a couple other guys to supplement the six foot four future NFL wide receivers yeah. as well. I'd, I would be, 
if Clemson has some kind of massive offensive output, I would one be surprised, uh, two would be very interested in how that went about and what they did against this defense. And I'm, again, um, so like I, I was in Washington D.C. for a couple, the past couple of days doing some stuff related to NIL, and I just was surprised and chuckled at how many people came up to me and were like, oh, "Florida State's really good this year, off to a great start." My point here being is, is that. The nation, nor us, will probably ever talk about the Boston College game again should Florida State win this weekend. It, it will all be forgotten. Um, and hopefully we'll never talk about the flu or anything else. Uh, but I do think that the interior line was one of the position groups that was potentially uh, impacted by that. And I just don't I don't see where the, the massive amount of production is going to come from from this unit. They've got great pieces. Uh, Shipley's one of my favorite players in college football. Ton of respect uh, for that kid, and uh, they'll play hard. Uh, Moff is the uh, the if, if I'm pronouncing that right is a, is yeah. a fantastic mm -hmm. running back who I would love to have on my team any day. Uh, runs hard, and I do think may give uh, our our linebackers a little bit of trouble. Uh, but I just don't see the components here for a offensive explosion from Clemson side of the football. Shouldn't be. Uh, if, 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 if there is, we're probably gonna have an explosive podcast afterwards. Um, yeah. So new coordinator in, in Garrett Riley, uh, they, they finally went away from some of the stuff they were running, which I think a lot of coaches had, had kind of said, look, like, you know, for the most part, what they do is not real sound and they need to go get some, some new ideas in there. Maybe some guys who actually coached in college football before, uh, which, and, and they did like, they went and paid big money for a guy who you know, basically took TCU to the national championship game last year. And Garrett Riley certainly knows what he's doing. Uh, primarily going to base out of 11 personnel, right? It's almost all gun. Uh, they will move it around. They'll go some four wide. They will play some two back stuff because I, I think the backs are their best skill position players on the field. Um, against Duke, they, they vary the formations a lot early on. Uh, they were trying to see if, if Duke would bust coverage. You, you saw a lot of formation into the boundary. You saw a little bit of quads looks, which, hey, uh, you know where else we saw that? Last week, because Boston College broke out some of that UCF stuff. The line is uh, is not bad. It's just not awesome. Like they, they didn't push Duke around a whole lot. Duke did a pretty good job with movement uh, pre-snap up front. So I'm curious to see how much movement pre-snap Florida State will try to emulate from Duke, um, they may or may not have their right guard, Walker Parks. I don't think he's amazing. Uh, the backup against FAU seemed to be okay, but like not, not great, you know? Uh, so Parks has been injured. I guess he was in a boot. Dabo said he's, uh, he's day to day. They will be, a, they, they will go tempo for sure. Uh, at, after, after first downs, they're not like a, they're not like a Tennessee UCF uh, you know, Bryles tree tempo, but they are like fairly tempo heavy um, overall. So completely agree with you about the receivers. They don't have uh, Turner who, who's out for the year now. Some Clemson fans and observers will tell you that's actually not a bad thing because Dabo liked Turner and they were playing him a lot, uh, but maybe he wasn't that great. And, and this, 
right now, like they have Antonio Williams and Bill Collins, who are their top kind of two reliable guys. Uh, this kid, Tyler Brown, is a true freshman, did look legitimately different as far as his explosive level uh, when I went and watched the All-22 on FAU, and he, he did score on a deep ball. Clemson's got a couple true freshmen on this team who are playing really, really well. And yet, in the back of my mind, I'm like, mm, is that a good thing? Long term, certainly. On the Saturday term, I, I don't know. Uh, are, are you really that scared of a true freshman? Maybe so. Maybe, maybe this will get clipped and, and we'll get well actually. Uh, the, the guy, the, the Tyler Brown kid can, can really run. Bo Collins uh, is, is okay. Antonio Williams is okay. But they don't. I mean, when I watch them, I don't see like super high-end NFL guys. Duke really challenged Klubnik to make throws outside the hashes and and largely challenged these receivers. Uh, they did at times make some throws, uh, and I think that's something you have to see if they can do again on you, right? Like I, 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 would, I would challenge it. They went really screen-heavy early on against Duke. Duke's corners were physical in, in standing up to the receiver blocking, which was not particularly good in this game. I mean, they probably threw six or seven receiver screens in the first half yeah, and got almost nothing off it. Uh, I feel fairly confident about our ability to defend that. I mean, yeah, I don't think our, our DBs are world beaters, but I wouldn't want another DB other than uh, Renardo green playing something like that. One of the better tacklers uh, that, that there's been out there for us for quite a while. Um, yeah, man, I just, uh, not to be repetitive, but there's just nothing that I'm petrified of this offense. There are some really nice pieces. Clemson is recruited well. I'm not trying to diminish their talent level. Um, I think it'll be a big day for the defensive line. Like I said, I think Jared Verse has not had the statistical production that maybe the you know sidewalk fan would expect. Jared Verse has been really, really good and has only continued to be really good. Um I, you know, look, it, it's easy to say after you watch one game and basically the whole country watched that Duke game. So you're going to see a bunch of takeaways from it and stuff. But, you know, that's a that's a young quarterback trying to figure out how to do things. And he, like most young quarterbacks, don't respond well to pressure. Uh, and if you can get pressure averse, cons- consistently uh, attack his his, uh, his blind side and, and then continue to get push up the middle with a, a defensive line group that I'm pretty sure is going to play a lot more like the line group that we saw against LSU than, than BC. Um, I just like the, I like the macro matchups here, man. I, I don't, I just don't see anything that again, and if something wild transpires and, and, you know, club throws 313 yards and, and they put up 31, then, you know, we'll come back and talk about that and talk about where we were wrong. Um, but I, I, I like most of the matchups when I look at this, but I, I particularly like, how I how I think this defense matches up on paper with what they try to do. I, I agree. Um, I don't want to say something stupid here. There is a chance that that Verse and Peyton are the best two defensive ends they faced all year. Like that think, they faced, or that yeah, they will well, face? that they will have faced. Okay, yeah, so far. I mean, obviously, like there's other guys in the ACC who are better than Peyton, but like I don't really think that they have faced scary guys off the edge. So I'm curious as to like how these tackles for Clemson hold up because their numbers so far, like pressure rate and stuff are not that bad, but like in watching it, I mean, I think Duke's fairly good at D tackle. I don't know that Duke's awesome 
at defensive end. Mm-hmm. Obviously, FAU does not have anybody on the defensive end. They actually, again, they have pretty good D tackles. Uh, so it's kind of weird. Clemson's faced like some pretty good DTs, both for like the P5 and the G5 level. I do think that that Fisk and Fabo and Farmer are better than what they've seen so far. I absolutely think that the defensive ends for for the Knolls are considerably better than what Clemson has faced so far. Uh, and, and and they need to be. Because uh, that, that will be... That'll be a big time thing here. Uh, run game wise, Clemson does involve the quarterback pretty heavily. Like they ran him a lot against Duke, especially like as, as the game was more competitive. It's a lot of kind of zone read, counter read, power read stuff. Uh, so they they will they'll gap scheme, they'll 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 run zone, some back lead stuff. They do a lot of like you know back cross the face, fake it to him, and then you kind of have a little little RPO type thing where, where you can flip it out to them if you want, or, or, or Cade keeps it. There's, there's a good amount of like spread option uh, motion in the backfield right now, um, which is interesting. It's a lot of, of side to side stuff. And then they try to get some vertical shots off that, particularly of, of, of the seams. Duke did a really good job of covering this. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they did a nice job. They also tackled extremely well. Clemson so far has not, throwing the ball deep, like past 15 yards in the air effectively. Uh, and they have also not attempted it a whole lot. It's been a lot of underneath stuff. And of course, when you get all the underneath stuff, you have to tackle well. Uh, not blowing coverages, I think extremely key here. Because you do, I think, have somewhat of confidence in who you have in, the, in your back end. Not that they're like all studs, but... I mean, Clemson has not shown that they are especially scary in one-on-ones, right? Uh, you can't be yeah. blowing coverages and give no, give them no WTF open uh, yep. here. You got to make them earn it. You got to make him make the right decision. Um, look at this kid. Uh, you know, throws throws balls into tight areas, and and you know, wide receivers go up and, and make the play. Then you know, tip your hat to them, and, yeah. and we'll move on. But uh, if you can nothing, get Dent back, this is big. Yeah, because um, Knowles is somebody who, if he's in there, he, he will be targeted. Like, we we use the phrase, find the duck. Well, after the Boston College game, if he's in there, that's who Clemson's going to go after almost every play. They're, they're, they're going to force him to run the alley and tackle. They're, they're, they're going to try to exploit him. Like, I mean, that's a weakness. I feel fairly confident on, on health overall. Uh, yeah. You know, probably not best for us to talk about individual cases, but I, you know, it sounds like uh, – You'll see the the vast majority of this part. team, yeah, yeah. So I I I think so too. Uh, tight end wise, they really have not thrown the ball a whole lot to the tight end. I mean, it, uh, eleven targets, seven catches. It hasn't really been a a huge factor. Blocking wise, like not amazing, which I think has been part of their run game. Another thing that they did not handle uh, very well at all against Duke, and FAU tried this a little bit, but to to much different level of success. They blitzed the nickel shit a lot, man. Like they and and Clemson, it seemed to mess up the numbers, and they did not they did not adjust to it too well. They started doing more check with me in the second half against this stuff to delay it. Right. Um, I'm sorry, I, I I cut you off. No, 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 not at all. I uh, 
It's actually pulling up what uh what was about to be an ad read. So you, I oh, sure you okay. Didn't. Um, so look, I, they are pretty efficient, like down to down. They have not hit explosives at all, and they obviously, I mean, in, anybody who saw the Duke game, they have not been particularly good in the red zone. I think if you tackle well, you do have pretty damn good size in the red zone. Like we've seen this several times. Like you had mm-hmm. some red zone stops against Boston College. You had some red zone stops against LSU. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of noise in those in, in those those stats, but still, like there's a lot of beef you have up front. Like if if you go Bethune Lundy, you know that down on the goal line. I mean that's with with with, with the beef you have. I, Limiting, like continuing to limit explosive plays here, I think is really key. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I have a ton of faith in Eclipse's offense to consistently drive underneath and then also punch it in when, when they get down there. We'll yeah. see. Oh, and the field goal kicker is like a total disaster. Did you see this? I saw it, man. Did you watch the, the presser yesterday? Uh, With Dabo? Dabo? I watched the full thing just for fun. Uh, I did. No, You did? Okay. In general... Whenever anybody starts talking to you about the entirety of their resume, like run a run an alert light that that just catches my opinion. The first question that Dabo takes, which I've said this for a long time, if you've listened to this podcast, it's not new, but I probably know Clemson and that that ecosystem as well, maybe Georgia Tech as well as any program outside of Florida State. Um not uncommon for Dabo to perhaps suggest a question be asked of him. Let me put it that way. Uh, so he, he gets this question about the history of the Florida State Clemson game or whatever. And dude, it is a 20, I don't know, it's 20 minutes is probably hyperbole. It is a long, long monologue about all the games, the experiences, how it's brought about, how, you know, this game is directly tied to him being there, which to an extent is probably true. Um, and it is a gentle reminder of a lot of Clemson success, perhaps uh, perhaps off the cuff, perhaps, like I said, uh, some ideas to what was coming. A lot of players' names mentioned in other things. Uh, again, and does it, is it going to mean a damn thing if Clemson goes out and beats Florida State 35-28? to 28? No, it won't. But in general, when you're going over your resume to, to the media, it is because... Perhaps you don't feel comfortable with with where you are, or you're trying to remind people of where you've been, or something like that. So, just if you're if you're into analyzing press conferences, uh, that is something that that caught my attention. Absolutely, totally agree. Yeah, uh, it it did seem a little less cocky. Um, no. Oh, I, I did find the stats I wanted to reference here. Percentage of passes with more than twenty yards in the air. 125th in the country for Clemson. Mm, okay. So what I'm saying, like they're not really taking these downfield shots like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you've watched more of them than I. Um, I'm, I'm hesitant to draw too many things away from red zone efficiency just because that Duke game was <laughs> was one of the bigger clusters you're ever going to see in watching the sport. As far as just... The fumble play was insane, but like if you watch mm-hmm. it, they should be called for holding because the guard actually takes the the D tackle and basically slingshots him into the back, and the back is not expecting that to happen. Uh, and and like that's kind of that's what real. causes the fumble. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, that, that um, gives some of those some of those the guard uh, got beat. And red then he zone airs a little him. bit more legitimacy. Yeah. Okay. I, I just I don't know that they're crazy physical up front in the red zone. Um yeah. If you allow wide open plays to these guys, I think that's disappointing. And I, I would be disappointed in the effort there. If you hold them to something in the twenties, I think that's a pretty good day at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you don't want to see something with the three in front of it. Obviously, like sometimes these games do turn into crazy shootouts. It 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 happens. Uh, you know, I, I would expect you to play probably a lot of zone, just keeping everybody in front of you. But who knows? You 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 could also go a lot of man if you want and, and just try to light them up and dare these receivers to make plays one on one. I mean, you, you have the best corners they faced for sure. So you may just say, Hey, beat us. We'll we'll see. Um you want to talk a little defense? Talk a little defense before we do. Want to remind you as to all of the different options that are available from our friends at For the Table Restaurant Group, but particularly want to highlight Charlie Park and what they do on Friday nights. As I said previously, Bud and I are very fond of meeting sponsors or other people that are important to the show up on Friday nights at Charlie Park, Tallahassee's best rooftop bar. Uh, to my knowledge, Tallahassee's only legitimate uh, rooftop bar. I'm not taking shots at anybody. Maybe there's another one out there that I'm not familiar with. Uh, but an exceptional place, great atmosphere, unlike anything else you're going to find in the city. And it's not just drinks and cocktails, but they do have great ones. And as somebody that knows his way around a, a scotch listing, I'm always impressed by what they have offered up there. Uh, but fantastic. They've got the uh, double duck frites, the steak and potatoes that we talked about previously, a apple glazed pork loin that sounds very interesting uh with a port apple reduction garlic herb scallop potatoes it is a fantastic place Uh, it is wonderful we would suggest the reservations whether it be friday night or sunday morning um up there but it's a it's unlike anything else you're going to find in charlie in tallahassee that is charlie park and we thank matt and his team for the historic level of support that they have provided to the nolcast over the years Absolutely. And I'm sorry for looking around like a crazy person. I accidentally hit the open uh, Outlook, uh, which is not really what I wanted to do because I, I don't use Outlook. So <clears throat> I was like, why, why can't I get this off my screen? All right, let's talk a little Clemson defense. Um, this is still a damn good defense, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, like you, you you saw the number Duke put on them, 28, kind of turnover rated, right? Like they They look well coached. They had a bunch of real young pups, and Orville talked about this uh, in the press conference and in the secondary. And those guys appear to have grown up. They're very good at linebacker, I think, with um, uh, Carter and Trotter. And I don't know that they are crazy good on the D-line like they used to be. I mean, they used to have... No, Just they don't have the the superheroes and the uh, that that was what Clemson Dexter Lawrence and, line and the late teens Wilkins. Yeah, yeah. like Davis and Rook are good players on the interior. In my preseason notes on Clemson, they basically said the Clemson media is saying that uh, Xavier Thomas, the former you know number one overall player in the country, who's had a lot of unfortunate injury stuff happen, that he is healthy. And that he is somebody who is ready to be a game wrecker. I'm not taking shots here. I'm just reading some numbers. Xavier Thomas PFF grade against Duke, 66. 
Xavier Thomas PFF grade against South Carolina State. 77. Pretty good. Or Charleston Southern, rather. Not, not South Carolina State. Against FAU, 52. Mm. Okay. Like two out of three games, not impactful. On the other side, it's it's not super special, right? The 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 mascot kid is is fine. Uh, you know he can hold up against the run. They do have some decent kind of size. Their best pass rusher to me looks like this T.J. Parker guy, who's a true freshman. As far mm-hmm. as like the dudes who have actual juice off the edge, they may not have Andrew McCuba, who's like a, a safety nickel type for them. Um, now they've been playing. This kid named Barnes, who, again, is a true freshman. If Clemson is relying on these true freshmen a bunch, one of the main goals, I think, for Norvell is to make them look like true freshmen. Mm-hmm. Right? You may look fast. Can you be looking fast in the wrong direction? Right? Norvell and Atkins have done a really good job of messing with safeties from time to time. That is, like, they they do a pretty good job of getting coverage busts. And sometimes actually run fit bust too, which last year I know they were down. So it was, I don't want to get in a hole. Was it garbage time? Was it not? Like I think Clubs is playing pass on some of these and, and you had some big runs, but if they're going to rely on that that much, I think you do need to find a way to make some of these guys look like true freshmen. Peter Woods is their best interior pass rusher. Kids really freaky. I mean, kind of shorter arms, but twitchy as hell on, on, on the defensive interior. If you can get Mo Smith back for this game, I think that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Like you yep. want to make Clemson win physically, not because you're busting pass protection assignments. And I think Mo Smith gets you in a better spot there, honestly. Um, they'll play mostly four down front. I mean, with with it's it's like three in a stand up, but it, it 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 looks like a four down. They have not played a boatload of press which is interesting because I do think both corners are, are pretty solid. They're a little more of an off-man team from what I've seen so far this year. Uh, Jones and, and uh, um, Wiggins. Yeah, like those are the best corners you've seen by far. By far. This is by a far. tape that will either make Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson some money or will cost them some money. Mm-hmm. Because like this is the one that's going to be evaluated by the NFL and say, okay, these are both NFL corners. How'd you look? Mm-hmm. I think you kind of like your guys, though. Yeah. Right. Well, we got we got Dylan uh, watching us on the Delta Wi-Fi. Look at that. I mean, no no free ads, but uh, I didn't know you could stream YouTube on 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 uh, on a flight. I didn't realize we were we were uh, live live. That's awesome. Okay. We we yeah. are at, yes. Oh, sorry. Yes, we are we are live live. 35 minutes into it and ignored every comment. So Noelcast is on brand, definitely. No uh, doubt. No, thanks for, for waking up with us and thanks for participating in the show. And great to see a lot of uh, familiar names in the chat there. Um, so on offense, I think like basically nothing will will scare me in this game from a first quarter perspective because I think you're going to get whatever peak Clemson is this year you're going to get it you're yeah. you know all the 
the metaphors you want to use about a, a you know animal backed into a corner or whatever like they realize you lose this game you lose first two games in September I don't know if your season's over but certainly going to be a different trajectory than that of what this team thought it would be in in August um I think you'll score I mean obviously this team is always historically or the staff has been very good on on the first possession uh if you remember a couple years ago where half the fan base was like, well, why don't you just redo the script again or whatever that, that conversation that we were having. Um, I think you've just got to stay in it, you know, like as long as, as long as these guys don't get up more than like two touchdowns on you in the first quarter or whatever, I feel fairly confident about this game, but I do think I would be surprised if you don't have a, uh, a pretty impressive open, opening drive uh, against these guys. Now, look, something could happen. You can have a, a blown assignment on second down, and all of a sudden you're in third or 13 or something like that. But I think you're going to come out strong uh, in your, your initial possessions, and then we'll be interesting to see how you and, and Clemson adjust to that. Agree with that. Um, there are some things that, first of all, you have to run Jordan in this football game, I think. like I like Jordan Travis. I think Jordan Travis is a good player. I think Jordan Travis is a really good college football player if we have his legs. Jordan, if he can't run, like if he's not a run threat, is not as scary to to the good defenses. You know, honestly, like, it's just what it is. Like mobility matters; it matters more than ever. If Mahomes couldn't run around and do what he does, he's a little bit less scary from the pocket. Obviously, he's still really damn good. We we talked about how many passes have been thrown deep on these guys or thrown deep by these guys. Nobody has really challenged Clemson deep yet at all. Like, and that is, that is something that I know we complained, not we, but like the collective fan base complained a little bit last week. Hey, like, why are you, why are you throwing these deep shots? Maybe it's to get Clemson to, you know, respect a little more. But also, I mean, like down the field, not a lot of people have tried these guys and even fewer have, have connected. Now, that's probably because, I mean, like Duke's receivers are solid, but they, they're more like kind of shifty that slot types. They, Duke actually lost their, their really big guy uh, in, in the preseason. So they, they have, they're kind of smaller dudes. FAU – didn't have their top two receivers. Uh, Burton got totally like knocked out on the first play of the Ohio game. I don't know if you watched that or not, but it was like, oh my god, uh, they they had to stop the game for quite a while uh, for for FAU. It, it was it was kind of bad. It, it, the whole team was shook there when they were playing Ohio. So I, I don't know. Like we don't know. I, I anticipate that Clemson will play the ball down the field well because they have it appears to be very good corners, but we don't know that. I think it's something you probably have to test with with, with your size and speed down the field. Uh, and I would expect that if I'm running it, I'm trying to test that because I, I want you to respect it at least. I want you have, as a D coordinator have a little bit of fear. Like, all right, they've shown it. They will, they will try it. They will come back to it. Clemson has not handled quarterback run game stuff very well. That's not like, hey, the quarterback runs it all the time, but just the threat of it. That was a major part of what Duke did. And obviously Duke, Duke's quarterback is you know, one of the very best quarterbacks in the country and, and, and like legitimate basketball player type 
type athleticism and, and very good. But Jordan's obviously super athletic as well. So I think you have to do a decent bit of quarter, quarterback run game stuff here. Um, the underneath stuff on them, they've rallied to the ball fairly well. I think their pasty in terms of, of their coverage is, is better than their run fits. Honestly, like they've been a little sloppy in that area. Granted, like not that Florida state's a perfect team because they're, they're far from it. Um, if you can get Mo Smith back, I think it helps you hold up a lot better on the offensive line. It gives you more options depending on how things go. And, you know, kind of like how you choose to attack them is curious to me because they, they do have a lot of interesting pieces on the back end. How good is this Barnes kid against FAU? He was great. He was aggressive. You haven't used your slots much yet this year. I'm just curious. Could could be an interesting that, time. I think that changes in this game. Yeah, uh, and it'd be interesting to see how that looks like. And I would I would expect to see a much greater incorporation of some of the pieces uh, that are at your disposal offensively, uh, particularly from the, the wide receiver side of things. Uh, one area where there could be no greater incorporation of uh, partnership and efficiency is the uh, wonderful team that we've been able to work with at Congruity. Matt Lewis leads a, a great unit over there, and I'm fond of saying that I have gone out of my way to work with Matt uh, professionally and personally as many times as I can over the last three years or so. Uh, just a fantastic experience. Never heard anything but great feedback on the Nolcast listeners who have chosen to do the same. CongruityHR.com is the website. They can help you with a litany of things, whether it be payroll, uh, HR, or uh, many of the other offerings that they have, would encourage you to go to the webpage, take a look at it, and if you think uh, that you might be able to have a more efficient, more optimal business uh, with Congruity's pairing, I'm always welcome and open to make a third-party introduction. So again, congruityhr.com is the website, and a big thank you to Matt Lewis and the team at Congruity for their support of the Nolcast. Did you know that uh, Duke head coach Mike Elko and Florida State defense coordinator Adam Fuller were on the same staff. No, bud, I didn't know that at Richmond. Not. Yeah, at Richmond. Okay, of, of all the schools, interesting. Yeah, so I I, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe, maybe maybe make a call. All right, what 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 do you think they did to you? Uh, what what do you think they were trying to do to you? Like what what are you glad they didn't do? What are you surprised that they didn't break out against you? Coaches do talk. I I, I talked to a lot of coaches and they. They definitely are like, oh, we we feel good about this weekend because we we actually like one of our guys was on staff with this dude and they just played that unique offense extremely well. So we we, we sat on the phone with them for like an hour the other night and just kind of went over kind of what they saw and how they decided to do this and how they decided to do that. Uh, he's also I, I don't know. Do we have this? I don't know if I can screen share it, but uh, Fuller has also faced not Garrett Riley, but. Uh, but the older brother, Lincoln Riley, uh, once before. It was 2014, I think it was. It's just ECU Marshall. Yeah. I thought that was 13. I could be wrong. Okay. It doesn't particularly matter. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is for the Conference USA East. And uh, yeah, they, they beat him. Uh, they beat him by 30. 
It was uh, Mar- Marshall East Carolina, both pretty pretty good football teams that year. Forced a couple turnovers. Obviously, guys, like that's not a crazy relevant data point. I mean, it was a, a decade ago, two vastly different teams. Uh, but yeah, I, sorry, I, I don't know why why I went back to defense there. I know we need to talk offense. <laughs> I, I, I think if you can hold up. That that this defense is somewhat gettable, honestly. Like, like Clemson or Duke did a good job of keeping them off balance. I, I I do think there is there is potential there. I also think like how much special stuff have you broken out in the last two weeks? No, I mean you've been pretty pretty plain Jane, so to say, uh, and I'm I'm sure that's why. And um. They don't ever do team totals on prospects, do they? Not to no, circle back. Okay, they, they do not. I would, I would be very interested in grabbing a team rushing number uh, as opposed to an individual one in this game, because uh, I I do think that you're going to see. Uh, I think you'll there'll be a decent amount of rotation. Trace Trace RB one. Not suggesting anything otherwise, uh, but um, I, I think you'll you'll throw all all the pieces that you can. At this uh, at this defense, and I'm not just basing it off of a uh, wonderful fluky play where Tofili manages to roll over the defender. Uh, but you know, Tofili's always played well against Clemson, and I I expect him to be a big part of this offense as well. Do you know that uh, Norvell was on the same staff uh, as Duke offensive coordinator Kevin Johns? I did not know that either. Mike Mike actually hired him uh, in 2019. So they, they were on the same staff uh, together at Memphis on that Memphis team that went to the Cotton Bowl. Uh, he, yeah. he had been the inside receivers coach for uh, for Mike Leach. Or not Mike Leach, Texas Tech. Who, who would that have been? I, I forgot who that was. But then previously he, he was the OC at Indiana. He was also, to go back 20 years, he was at Richmond with Fuller. So... Kind of wild, man. I, we 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 should do like a backstory on on that two thousand four Rich, Richmond team. That's anyway. Uh, yeah, may, maybe may, maybe high. another phone call uh, could yeah. be in order. Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, I I certainly would would reach out. Um, oh, look at that! Why why it says uh, team congruity here for my dental practice? Awesome! Yeah, that's that is, awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Awesome. And Glenn, I appreciate your service, my man. And I am sorry that you're not going to be able to utilize your tickets this weekend. That is uh, unfortunate, oh, and I. Uh, Wish you the best of luck. Um, Cliffs has been pretty good at getting pressure. They have not so far converted that pressure into sacks. They're actually 117th in the country in passing down sack rate, which is weird. Like they kind of make you nervous, but they don't get home. Composure, at least so far. And look, this is small sample size theater to the core. I mean, like we're, we're, we're talking about three games, probably what? A, maybe a hundred pass plays faced if that, but still the point, like if you're Jordan, you, you can't have the stuff like the panic throw you had against LSU, mm-hmm. right? It, it, there will be guys around you. You need to play with composure while there are guys around you. I, I think that's, that's pretty important in, in this game, especially if Clemson decides they want to blitz a lot, you know, I don't know that I would if I'm Clemson because then it it, it it does open up the possibility for like, you know, the explosives. And if I'm Clemson, I'm I'm not blitzing. 
I'm making Jordan be patient and see if, if he'll take take a profit consistently and then see if you can win in the red zone. Because if you blitz and you're wrong and FSU's hitting these explosives on you, then your offense has to come back and hit explosives probably to keep up. Yeah. And then good good luck with that. Yeah. I think you've got to, from Clemson's perspective, I don't know, not protect your offense, but you don't want to get into a, a shootout here. I, or, or, you know, maybe, maybe you do. Maybe the, the day Norvell's pretty uh, comfortable dictates otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like our offense to score more than theirs if that's what it purely comes down to. Uh, but again, you know, the important, like I said, you can't, just don't let them run away from you. There's going to be a ton of energy. There's going to be a place, noon games, whatever. That stadium's still very loud. And this, uh, Fan base is very proud. It's going to be an impressive atmosphere. Uh, nothing, you know, don't let a bunch of silliness happen in the first 10 minutes of this game and uh, to the point to where it dictates, you know, either what you can do offensively or what they feel comfortable doing on the other side because they're up by 10 points or whatever else. So uh, very, very interesting first eight to 10 minutes of this game, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it no doubt. And and they have to remember it's a 60-minute fight, but but yeah. Um have we talked legendary yet? We have not. No, sir. We got to make a legendary prediction. But first, eight four four FSU loan is the number to call. I I don't see Ch- Chad must be doing loans this morning. He's eight- just a busy man. He's probably spending time with his family and kids. You know. Uh, but yeah, eight four four FSU loans the number to call. Look, guys, I think these dudes do a tremendous job, and they they, they always deliver me the best rate they, they possibly can. I've used them twice for my mortgage. We've had 500 Nolcast listeners, well, more, more than that now, but I like, I like round numbers, and I know they, they they also love those nice round numbers. 500 Nolcast listeners have done the same. If you are in the market for a home loan, that's you need to call. 844-FSU-LOAN. Uh, we, we really enjoy working with those dudes and longtime partner of ours, 844-FSU-LOAN. Uh, and, hey, there ain't no doubt about it. I'm trying to think anything else that we really, really need to talk about. So their kicker, just real quickly, for those of you, we referenced this earlier, those of you who aren't familiar. Um, I'd be interested to know the backstory here, bud. It sounds like maybe something transpired with the freshman kid that's talented. Uh, I don't know. It's ultimately, not something I'm probably ever going to think again after, after this week. But uh, interesting scenario there. They went back and grabbed... Uh, the guy who was their number two kicker for the past two years, who, again, if you, I, I don't ever want to overanalyze a press conference, but I was blown away by some of the words that Davo used because I just felt like he backed himself into an incredible corner. Like, hey, this kid hasn't kicked a ball since August, uh, or no, not August, since whenever the hell the last time he kicked, uh, January or December, um, was on the beach, hadn't kicked, ran out. Oh tried it a couple times, then called me and said he could kick. Like, you know, this it's kid, at a major league. It's like, kid, remember they're calling the guys I mean, hung over in Mexico? Right, yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? I don't know. I mean, just surprising. So they are, they're literally bringing back a kid who sounded like he had a finance job in New York, uh, off the beach and from Charleston. He's going to be their place kicker. Um, bizarre. Um, but obviously they, they feel like they need to make a change at that position, and that's the change. Uh, that they made, but you know, Davo kind of walks it back there slightly. But they basically have named this kid the starter for the rest of the year, and that is that is a bizarre, bizarre situation for me. Uh, they are, uh, I mean, they are dead last in the nation in kicking efficiency. 
like 133 out of 133. They have kicked the ball 19 times this year. They have, and 15 of those are extra points. They have 17 total points in 19 things. Like, you never really want to be less points than kicks. That doesn't really work especially well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see how this plays out. It's obviously a huge game for you. Uh, if you if you get this game, it certainly doesn't lock you into the ACC title game, but it makes it extremely difficult for you to not make it. You have to have some something you have the go horribly down. wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Blue chicken. How's this allowed? The kid evidently is still enrolled in school. That's how it's allowed. I don't know if he was taking uh, an additional finance course or something like that, but he was still uh, technically a student. So that's how he can come back and do this. I mean, we'll see if that kid's any good. Um, maybe, maybe multiple times. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that you replace your 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 scholarship kicker with this guy unless you just a to your point something really just it's untenable, or b if you have a lot of faith in this guy. Mm-hmm. Debo's presser did not feel like playing possum little old Clemson to me though. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, no, I didn't. The I didn't thing, but that was not that. I didn't take that away from that. Um, I just interesting press conference. So, yeah, I. Uh, it will be, it will be interesting to see, man. Are you? Uh, you got you got a prediction here? I am going to go with a fairly close game, uh, late touchdown, 35-24 Florida State. I'm going to go uh, 31-27 Knowles. Okay, I, I, I do think Clemson's defense is pretty legit, and I'm I'm sure there's some stuff they haven't shown yet. But um, I'll I'll also have a little bit on the alt. Just I think there's a way this plays out where if you get up early, I don't love Clemson's drop back stuff. If 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 you actually get up like pour it on, I think you could pour it on. Mm-hmm. So awesome, man. 31, 27, 35. You went 35, 24? 35, 24. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like it, man. A lot, lot of predictions rolling in from the chat. Are, are you tailgating for this? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we've we've rented a house up there of a couple friends of mine, a couple of guys that I'm working on the, the Battles End project with. Um Dude, noon games are just very, very challenging. Also, for people that like aren't at that house, you like can't get in. I don't. I, I don't want to give a five minute uh, complaint about logistically to Clemson, but it's a, it's a whole nother bird, and uh, you just got to be patient with leaving there. Or probably do tailgate afterwards because you're gonna be sitting there for hours regardless. Uh, so, um, hard to plan on much. Don't have anything official. Uh, only thing that I will be doing is going and visiting homefieldapparel.com as we forgot to mention them otherwise. And that is my apology. Homefieldapparel.com. They have a new line of Florida state stuff just released a couple weeks ago. And I think they're actually going to, uh, they're doing something for this game, uh, as well with a big game, uh, merchandise that they're rolling out over the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes on their social Got the wonderful bomber jacket that we're just kind of rounding into bomber jacket season here. Uh, but fantastic options, stuff that I legitimately love and 
give my wife and mom and uh, and have a couple shirts for myself. So homefieldapparel.com. You can go to the team tabs, click FSU, and maybe you two can celebrate a Florida State victory Saturday afternoon by ordering a couple additional pieces of Florida State paraphernalia. I like that. Oh, last thing on my note sheet I didn't get to say. If you watch the Duke game and you watch the FAU game, a lot of those defensive linemen when they're facing Clemson are doing this. Like they're obviously there's no sound. It looks like they're like asking for holding calls. Hmm. Just let's let's see how this game's officiated. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for both sides. Obviously, you know, if you're Florida State, you you may grab a little too. Who knows? Uh, Got away with one or two last weekend, I'll say. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think both both staffs are probably like, "Hey, these guys hold," you know, for for sure. Uh, there's a couple of plays where I'm like, "We didn't get flagged for holding." Okay, mm, wow. Okay. Uh, yep. okay, interesting. Mm. So very curious. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll keep our eye on on that. Good good point there as well. No doubt. All right, buddy. Enjoy it, man. And we will be here for the instant. All right. Look forward to it. Talk to you soon. Thanks for another NOLCast, y'all.